Sean Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you... Yes, you! ...in the game. And speaking of games, the first one of the season is in the books. And the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles have run out 18-12 winners over the Atlanta Falcons. Coming up on today's show, not one, not two, not three, but four heroes in the studio. This is The Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips getting you. Yes, you. You out there. In the game. We're recording this at about 5.30 in the morning as the first game of the season has just finished. A bit of a change to the original plan for this podcast, but that's not a problem. Lots of peas. Very persive, that sentence. The Falcons. Poppy. Last year, their season ended against the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe, uh, with an attempt with a failed pass Did. to Julio Jones on the final play to win it, and it's happened again with the season opener. An instant replay, as uh, Adam Schefter put it on Twitter, as the Eagles ran out eighteen to twelve winners over the Falcons in the opening game of the season. Flag heavy in the first half, Jaijai heavy in the second half. Apparently, only players numbered twenty six were allowed to score touchdowns in this game. As Tevin Coleman got the reply touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons. Turnovers, messy quarterback play, lots of flags. Yeah. It wasn't a classic, but football's back it wasn't pretty in any way but you're you're 100% right football's back we had to wait an extra 45 40 minutes for the game to start because of lightning and increment weather and rain and thunder increment weather yeah in- is that when weather keeps increasingly getting larger it, that's the one in, in, <laughs> look, it's, it's late in the day early in the morning what <laughs> one of the above one of the above but yeah it was it was surely one for the purists it it felt like a Thursday night game. No, wait, it was a Thursday night game. There we go. Brilliant. It, it wasn't a great game. But, Brilliant. Um, Eagles won. JJ actually looked really good. Surprisingly, he didn't get much of a go in the first half. Barely used, but in the second half, two touchdowns. Only, only the one rushing touchdown last season. Two yeah. rushing touchdowns in this game today. Nick Foles had... Uh, the, the Philly special was back. Philly, Philly. Nick Foles had yeah. catches in back-to-back games. His last one came 214 days earlier. Uh, it was... Um, uh, we had a missed PAT. Like we say, it was just a bit messy. But it's bitty. Matt Ryan and their red zone problems continue to be an issue. It's his eighth interception in the red zone since the start of 2015. Most in the NFL in that time. Uh, just... But the first half, listen to this first half, nine points, 16 penalties, four of 14 on third downs, 0 of three in the red zone. Julio Jones had 89 yards, or the Eagles only had 68 yards. Julio looked great. That's one thing that was positive for the Falcons. But Devonta Freeman struggled. Tevin Coleman probably looked the better of the running backs from what I saw. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I was working during it to, to really break down this game, but... It just felt like all in all scrappy and that there's a lot of room for improvement for both of these rosters. Yeah, the Eagles defence looked really, really good. They couldn't cope with Julio. But when Julio's in this mood, if he had a better Matt Ryan playing behind him, then it, w- it would have been so much more different for, for Atlanta. 
Uh, look, we might uh, we might break down this game more when we do the, the weekend review show because I'll have actually watched it again then. I did see some more of the Matt Ryan red zone statistics just on Twitter now. Uh, he is... Uh, it's it's dreadful. Uh, targeting Julio Jones 0 of 3, uh, 1 in 20 in visits to the red zone uh, when targeting Julio Jones over the past three years. It's, it's bad. So that is something they need to improve on massively. Uh, coming up shortly, Dem Heroes. Joined us in the studio, Dan Hansus, Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal, and Mark Sessler came into the building here at Talk Sport. We had a we had them on on our show, and you're going to hear it's about half an hour, thirty five minutes long uh, chat with them. And then they went in and did some stuff with Nat, a couple of them, while went and grabbed a beer with them. And well, what happened was I went and grabbed me and and Dan, Mark, Erica Tamposi, and. Uh, uh, Rod, they're, uh, one of their other producers, we went and got a beer while the other guys were doing the Nat Coombe stuff, and then Chris came and met us. Yeah. And we had a couple of beers then. Yeah. And then I went home to have dinner with my wife and, and came back into town to re-meet up with them to have a couple more beers before work, and that's when Ollie came and met us. Yes, I did, yeah. It got pretty messy in the interim two or three hours. When we got back, I mean, honestly, if you get to hear this before Friday night, get on Instagram, go on Erica Tamposi's story, go on Mark Sessler's story, go on my story, Lakeisha's story, Chris Wessing's story, all of them, because uh, it got it got messy. I mean, I don't know how you did a five-hour radio show. I was very professional, thank you very much. Apart from the first interview of the night where I got midway through a question and forgot what I was asking about. I think at one point when you were talking to me, you actually fell asleep a couple of times. <laughs> I, honestly, it really put <laughs> me off. <laughs> I was you, fine. You drifted away. I only had four beers. There was one time, there was one moment, I think, where you sort of... Yeah, you did a bit of that, like, live on air, and I thought you'd press the cough button. You didn't. Anyway, it's all good, mate. You're all good. <laughs> it was a bit messy, but it was it was really good fun. And, it, and um, I like chatting to the guys. I'm really looking forward to. We're going to go to the thing on Saturday, so they're going to be doing at the Piccadilly event. They're going to be doing a, a like a 15 minute outdoor thing with Neil Reynolds on the big stage outdoors. But then if you get down early enough, you can get into the, the Piccadilly Theatre as well. And they're going to be doing a 45 minute show in there. So if you missed the live show back on Tuesday, mm. this one won't be being released as a podcast. It's just an on stage show. Uh, but that will be really really worthwhile it's a beautiful theater it's bigger than the place they did the other night i think it'd be really good fun so well worth going down it's for the that after theater isn't it I'm, yeah i've been and seen a movie there oh wow and uh it's a spectacular venue it's, fantastic it's it's laden with history amazing yeah so shall we get to the heroes then i'm really sad that you weren't there for this ollie but uh, it was good fun and uh it's one of those can i could not avoid you'll you'll listen back to it and you'll love the way I try and blag, pretending like I know something about cricket. I gave them some hints and tips for while they were at the Oval today. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> for someone who knows that I don't really know anything about cricket, you're going to find it really funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, here it is. The Around the NFL podcast guys joining us here at, uh, at the Gridiron Show. During the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to win game. Head to Betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. 
Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org. Hazel Irvin here at Spencer Park in Coventry, where 37-year-old Emily and her mates are taking part in a fancy dress fun run to fundraise for sports relief. And that means I've been lumbered with her dog, Tilly. Oh, Tilly, not over there. And they're off. An impressive array of costumes on show today, everything from penguins to pirates, all taking on poverty and injustice. Respect. Spectacular. Poverty getting crushed by Katie on a space hopper. Easy. Coming into the final stretch now, and it's neck and neck. I think we're in for a photo finish here. But it's Suzanne smashing through injustice. She is our winner. Hey, Tilly, get off my tutu. Tilly, sit. You can help change the world too. Just order your free fundraising pack at sportrelief.com. Sportrelief, it's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast. All right, welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you... Yes, you... ...in the game. You may recognise that's not the voice of Ollie Hunter, sadly not able to come into the studio for today, but that's fine, because when Ollie leaves, we replace him with not one, but four great men. A room filled with heroes, Dan Hansus, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal and Chris Wessling. Uh, welcome to the TalkSport studios, welcome to Gridiron, how are we doing? Doing very well. Thanks like for having us. Upgrading from Ollie to Wes on an ad read is like going from Don Mikowski to Brett Favre. Uh, maybe not on an ad read. Shots fired at Ollie. <laughs> yeah, that, fe- that feels really unfair on Ollie. But I'm going to say it was unnecessary. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm good with it. It's absolutely fine. But uh, last time, I mean, Greg, for you, this is uh, exciting for us because you're on with us pretty much every week, and uh, now you actually get to sit here and grace our fine studios in London. Have you guys been having a good time? We have been having an amazing time. We had a live show on Tuesday night. Like the UK fans respond to us in a way that we we just wish American fans would respond to us. But we'll we'll take it where we can get it. We've loved the whole week. I don't know we came along to the one of the meetups in Minneapolis, and the, the the fans there were pretty into it. Chris won't remember seeing us, but the rest of you might do. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we we definitely have passionate fans in the states as well. But it just seems to be at another level. Here in the UK, whether we're at a, a live event in the US, UK fans always seem to find us. And now that we're here, it's been pretty wild. They're I'm smarter t- too, the UK fans. We'll just we'll just suck up since we're here. That's what I want to hear. Smarter, uh, more good looking. Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I knew when you came in studio and saw that you'd be chatting to a, a white bearded male that you'd be stunned and shocked by that. Yeah, it's, that's that's a real uh, aberration here from what we've seen in terms of our listenership. Uh, I'm particularly interested in you, Dan, because uh, as famed, you didn't even have a passport before this. Right. So this is your first sojourn out of America in at least some time. Are we treating you well? Are you, are you handling this all right? I fear what I don't understand. Do you feel like you now understand London and the UK? No, I think uh, this is actually kind of good baby steps. I was thinking about this. It's kind of a good baby steps trip uh, overseas because you still speak the language. So I don't get freaked out and have to figure out what people are saying or how to communicate. So I feel like this is a good step. And then maybe maybe a bullet train to France in the near future. Well, I, don't I know. think we're going to have Dan oversee a paramilitary unit in Cyprus for a couple months uh, starting in November. <laughs> well, that's it. That now, sounds good. Now, now you've got the passport are you willing to kind of get out there and it's, it's cool. i i just came back from uh, from japan which i know obviously Greg, greg's a big fan of it, yeah, just a holiday nothing kind of <laughs> nothing to brag about i spent my money on it and i went and it was wonderful <laughs> i think you'd have a great time there i mean i just feel like there's so much to um 
to see in the United States as well. You know, maybe a trip. <laughs> Still to sticking with that one. North Dakota, <laughs> Wyoming, Montana, uh, Big Bear. It's a nice mountain range in uh, California. Wyoming so. is very pretty. Yeah, I wouldn't peg you as a big traveler inside the states either, Dan. So I, I, a lot of territory to still be covered. I like my house. <laughs> now we've also got uh, the other guys are here who are on the trip with you as well and I wanted to grab Erica Tamposi for a minute and get her on the microphone pop some headphones on that won't be hard yeah. I wanna, yeah, asking her to get on the microphone is not a tough task what does that mean Greg? Uh, Erica I want to remember because I emailed you about this and Ollie like I said sadly can't be here today do you remember Ollie from the Super Bowl? I do not uh, this is uh, he's going to be absolutely devastated <laughs> that because hurts. Uh, that hurts uh, he, he thinks you guys are getting married well, so what happened was we after the Super Bowl we finished our broadcast we left our seats up at the top and you guys were, were setting up to do your show and understandably Erica for your first Super Bowl you were pretty devastated uh, yeah and I don't want to go too in depth as to the state we found Erica in at the top of the stairs but she was <laughs> she was very upset and Ollie in classic kind of British gentleman fashion went over gave her a hug consoled her and told her it was all going to be alright and uh, and then afterwards like, you realise that was Erica Tamposi from uh, around the NFL he's like Oh, what? And then got all funny about it. And you oh, don't wow. remember any I of this. Nothing. And he sent me an email when I was trying to coordinate today. Mm. And he's like, actually, I did met you and I held you when you were crying <laughs> after the Super Bowl. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have no recollection. Erica's gentleman radar is not functioning correctly. Well, she was also drunk at the time. So that's a big, that's a big fact. Both are true. Do you think, Erica, <laughs> do you think it was such a traumatic moment for you, this idea that the Patriots could lose the Super Bowl? Do you think that was so traumatic that you just blocked it? out of your mind psychologically I don't think I was there I mean physically mentally I, I was a shell of a human trust me you were there I well, remember it was it the very, perfect very person well. to be producing our show that night <laughs> <laughs> I, I showed up <laughs> it was a good show I'm sure it was fine um, is it what's been be your minus. favorite what's been your favorite experience in London so far what have you really enjoyed Honestly, for me, I mean, there's been, we've been pretty busy and it's been great to do all the work side, but when there's been a pocket of time just walking outside of our hotel and eight or nine blocks in one direction in London, popping in for a little beer at a pub, like we, the breakfast we had this morning was, was fascinating. Just like kind of being in London and doing what you do on a normal day. It's, it's, I love the city. I would move here in two minutes. I, I would too. The one kind of touristy thing that stands out, or I don't even know if tourists could do this. We were very lucky to go into the parliament, Mark and I, uh, where a minister of, of sport is a podcast listener and invited us. And we saw that, you know, the prime minister and the opposition going back and forth. Really, so you got to go actually really up into rugged. the gallery yes. and do it yep. properly. And, wow. And that was like, it was rugged. It was like, it was like really bringing me back to my high school debate club, and I was excited. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be delighted to hear that that's the comparison line yeah, they got. We it were get, better. It gets a bit childish in there, that's the problem. Yeah, I it. liked all the yeah, like, yelling, like, ooh, ooh, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it gets a lot like that, to be honest. Um, my England highlight is sharing a microphone with Mark Sessler right now, and I can actually smell the coffee on his breath. While I'm going to be pulling the mic with each, inches away. With each minute of the show towards me, and that will, that will appeal to the listener. <laughs> yeah, best for everyone. Dan's a presenter, though. He's got the the big booming voice that's the idea is that yes it is perfect <laughs> see there we go alright then if that's been your favourite what's, what's, what's what surprised you about England most wow uh, good question I, I think the beauty of, of London the skyline when we took the trip down the Thames on Monday uh, the architecture and, and just um, the mix the very complimentary mix of history and modernity in the architecture 
that it's, it's just a beautiful skyline. Such a, such a sensible and lovely answer, to be honest. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's, we're very proud of it, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. I, I don't often hear that like London is a beautiful city. I know it's a cosmopolitan city, and it's a very good mixture, and it's big, and it's, it's a megalopolis, but I didn't know it was so beautiful. L.A. has a problem with tearing down historic structures and building new, and, and the city has suffered as a, as a result, so coming to a city like this yes that is something you definitely notice when you walk around like look how old everything is that's great I, I think New York is starting to feel the heat right now that it needs to step its game up that London very similar is this specifically the rosy heat no I'm the- saying uh, <laughs> very similar but cleaner a little more well run they're like on the same corner but I think London has the lead right now and that's a problem I'm going to come back to the traffic and I've mentioned this uh, a couple times <laughs> but when we take these cab rides around town I, the streets are a little narrower than you than you would think. Like mm-hmm. L.A. has these big wide highways, but I am I am like some of the biggest heroes I've seen are these cab riders because like without even flinching, they're rolling through traffic, darting off of cars. There's bikers like five inches from the window. I would die in five minutes driving here, and so if I two do minutes. come. Too. If I do come here, it will be strictly tube riding, cabs, and walking. Well, I, I have a lovely spare room. If you guys want to get over here, move over here, find a place. I've got a lovely spare room that you can move into for the time being. We're in all four of us. Bed. But I, well, we've got a bar up at the end of the garden as well where a couple of people can stay. We'll figure it out. We'll get it all together. It's it, Honestly, we. Uh, it's a shame. With, like We love that you've come over for the kickoff, but it is a shame that we're not getting you out here for a game and to experience. Because you experienced like, what, a couple of hundred fans at your show the other night. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but, that hard. Uh, our hope is that this is the first of multiple trips, and uh, maybe next year that would be how they handle it. Uh, let me just mention one more thing I've enjoyed about uh, London and England is your plumbing, your, the way your toilets operate. Right. Very interesting to me, and I'm fascinated by it all. Can you break that down for me? It's I just, want a real kind of it's just the, scientist look at it. Yeah, I, I'm not the scientist. Well, I like to go down to the lab occasionally, but <laughs> uh, just the, the mechanics of how, how you guys handle the, the water drop and the flush. I'm just I'm just fascinated by it. Well, you got the automatic different. soap like behind the mirror. The, again, the bathroom game like at the NFL office, for instance, compared to the offices that we're in, was just at another level. It feels like if you were in Tokyo recently, Tokyo feels about ten to fifteen years in the future. Yeah, 100%. London feels about three or four years in the future of where we're at. So we're Greg impressed. will not be allowed back in the states at LAX <laughs> after this endless ribbing of our country. No, I haven't seen like a traitor to this country since Jane Fonda in Vietnam. <laughs> um, honestly, any. Any time we go to the, that's going to resonate with the British sports. Listeners. I got it. It's, it's yeah. the internet. I think they're in. It's fine. Uh, the uh, any time we go to the NFL UK head offices to, to do interviews, record podcasts, whatever it is, uh, guaranteed there will be at least a five minute section of somebody talking about how amazed they are by that drinks iPad, by that mm. coffee machine. Right. Oh just, my god, <laughs> that was impressive, well. isn't it? Like I, oh, I talked to Neil Reynolds and I said, Neil, that that looks nice, Name but uh, <laughs> be honest with me, that is broken all the time, isn't it? It. And he said, actually, it is. And then we went to the office two <laughs> days good, later. Good meal. Yeah. Two days later, we went there. And sure enough, there were like four guys trying to, uh, you know, take it apart to repair it. We need to stay in, in London longer because as we do, Dan's British accent gets more and more on point. It's getting stronger. And, and in like a week or two, he'll just be a local. We'll be so far from Gary Barnage, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I want to know. I want to know about the cricket tomorrow as well. You guys are actually getting to go and record at the fifth test between England and India the first day. Do you? Do any of you know anything about cricket at this point? Sure, I've seen a match in Cork, Ireland, twenty years ago, and I tried to bring it back to Cincinnati as a sport. It did not go well. I think the people of Cincinnati, if you were doing like fifty <laughs> over one day cricket, I reckon they buy it because for me that's like baseball. You go for three or four hours. It's kind of a bit slower paced. You enjoy having a drink and everything with it, but I'm not sure the five day game is going to uh, is going to settle in in the states too quickly. Yeah, equipment seemed to be an issue. <laughs> there just wasn't any. <laughs> I mean, turning up at it's going to start at ten thirty in the morning, finish at about six seven o'clock, and you're going to be a fifth of the way through the game. Surely that's yeah, almost a little frustrating. Imagine yeah. <laughs> back there as punters on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday. I, I did have a, a few cricket terms yes. to give you to try okay. and get you so you're properly embedded in so that you can try and sound like you know what you're talking about while you're there. Oh, this is good. The, the, the first thing you've got to do, you, you're actually a historic test because there's a guy called Alistair Cook, who's the former England captain, who has announced his retirement this week. This cookie. guy is Cookie. You can call him Chef. That also works. I'm, yeah. I'm noting this, by the way. 100%. Yeah. So he is uh, England's leading all-time test run scorer, and he's their opening batsman. So if we bat first, he'll be the first one out there. And this is his last ever appearance for England at the test mm. level. So this is a huge deal here. This is absolutely massive. And What so would be the NFL equivalent, the player at his level? Uh, Somebody who's had kind of sustained success over a 12, 13 year period, maybe not like top, top level success. But like a Drew Brees? Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, Rivers, maybe, maybe Ben Roethlisberger because he has a couple of championships, but not quite like... Can we please you know, get Ben to retire while we're at it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You'll be glad to know the first ever experience I had of covering the NFL here was the absolutely brilliant idea of Big Ben coming over in the summer and taking photos by Big Ben and us getting to interview him by Big Ben. So how, how, did, how we was love his attitude been. for that? Uh, he was great, actually. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think when the guys come over here because they're not expecting necessarily the British media to know what they're talking about quite kind of open it's the summer it's the off season they're quite chatty and and then afterwards you get told hey yeah can you actually not publish that thing he said about the anthems because <laughs> there's absolutely no chance that wasn't ben by the way that's a right. different experience not that familiar but yeah that's uh, there's a lot of that there so alistair cook is the big one anytime someone catches if it's england in the field because you've got a obviously root for england while you're there don't alienate the two billion people odd in, in India or anything but uh, how's that is the thing to shout if somebody catches mm. the ball and you want to you know that what they do is they throw the ball in there and they shout how's that h-o-w-z-a-t okay yeah? how's that how's that how's that, how's in, that? How, how is that but just all condensed into one word how's that how's that I feel like Wesleyan is the most natural with that phrase I'd, I'd give him the lead how's that I mean, I think I feel like Weston is going to be the most naturally inclined to cricket. If I, I enjoy it. It's like I say, long game. <laughs> People will start drinking about nine thirty in the morning Perfect. and all the way through. Uh, <laughs> it's a very technical game. Like I was looking at this earlier. So in baseball, you get like shortstop, infielder, outfielder. It's very simple, very basic. The fielding positions in cricket. There are thirty-four of them to remember and they start off with things like long stop deep point deep cover extra cover but there are names like these are the ones to remember silly point silly mid off fly slip cow corner so uh, if you can try and remember if you can throw in any of those at any point even if they're not used in the right situation cow corner people will be amazed that you even know what that term is do they have like we have pro football focus for all the linemen in every position in football do they have a site for this like for cricket Uh, ESPN Crick Info 
I know that's a, a direct potential rival to I mean, is this like the NFL ho- Network. Is this like horse racing? In, like you go to L.A. and you got essentially hobos and anyone who has nothing to do during the day going <laughs> to the track every day because it's five days in a row all day long. And for people that have to, you know, you're here at an office, is, are you just tracking this on your phone? There's a lot of retired... Older men there. It's who a rich sport. Very, I mean, it's a very it's a rich sport. sport yeah. It's a sport made. Teach us, Greg. For people that have time to <laughs> watch. Suddenly, a Greg sport is an expert. Five years. I mean, give me a break. It's a sport for colonialists. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a sport where there'll be long periods of absolutely nothing happening. There'll be whole periods of time where batsmen will be specifically not trying I mean, to hit the ball. You mentioned like, drinking at nine thirty in the morning. You sold me on that. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I cannot wrap my head around the sport, and that's why I'm so excited to go see it. I mean, Everything you're saying, nine hours, who, sometimes people best? don't swing. If you, if you, but you're you get lunch together. I, it's just the whole thing is fascinating. You're a natural silly midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means, that sounds good. Like, who's the best at cow corner right, right now in the game? Uh, I, I would say any of the kind of England outfielders. So, like, when Stuart Broad gets out there, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes. There's a lot Stokesy! Of the there we go, Stokesy. Uh, <laughs> so you really follow this nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> it's, it'll, be on in, it'll be on in the office. We'll have, like... Because it is that kind of nothing happens for long periods of time and then something happens nobody will actually be paying attention to it and then someone will just go oh a wicket's gone and we'll all go and rewind it and watch that wicket back and then we'll all go back to not paying attention are to it are there again. the equivalent of and maybe the demographic will answer the question for me but like football hooligans so because it's at the Oval if you were at Lords, which is the other big cricket ground in London that one's very much more upper class older guys kind of everyone who stays in the main stand has to wear a suit or a like full blazer and tie go the whole deal <laughs> awesome. uh, but, but Oval the Oval tends to be a lot more kind of younger fans you'll get guys in fancy dress who have done it in like big groups and there's that kind of because of the drinking culture around it you're right. like it's, it sounds like bird watching like oh look a robin <laughs> Like every every ninety minutes, <laughs> uh, fishing. It could probably be compared pretty like close to fishing. You don't do anything for periods of time except for drink heavily and chat to your friends. Doesn't sound too bad, honestly. It's it's, that a, is, it's the best sports scene. Uh, we are known to have a drink from time to time, but one thing that does come up a lot, uh, it seems, is the idea of male bonding and drinking beer for long, long stretches of days. That seems to be a major pastime for men in this country. Sharing this mic with you is male bonding. I mean, (laughs) that's why we enjoy the Super Bowl so much. It's not so much the 15-hour days on Radio Row. It's the then getting to find the nearest pub to Radio Row and spend five or six hours in there afterwards. We knew we liked you guys for a reason. (laughs) That all makes sense. Uh, Well, if Greg's going off to do Nat's podcast after this, I'm just suggesting a couple of good pubs around here. Go down to the Ring, good boxing pub just around the corner. Honestly, that's, uh, that's, I think that's probably how we should spend the rest of the day i wanted to ask you you met tracy crouch you mentioned that and she was telling you all about how we're convinced we're getting a team and maybe a super bowl how convinced were you by tracy crouch i'm convinced that the nfl wants to do it and that she's optimistic i think she's less optimistic about getting the team it sounded like this year than she was perhaps a year ago because the jaguars are playing well uh but i do think there's going to be a super bowl here i mean she also I'm talked about it. potentially at some point having a team if it's the jaguars or whatever playing half the schedule i mean so i think it's a real thing i mean this came minutes after i was still in the afterglow of the fact that we walked into an ornate room where they basically peeled away a wall and said, this is the Queen's toilet. No one else in the world is allowed to use this toilet. You were shown the Queen's Queen's toilet. Yeah, well, I mean, it was... What was the plumbing like? The baked bean? I mean, we've talked about the plumbing. I'm sure it's pristine. Like, not that clean, shockingly. No, that is not true, Greg. Massive slob, the Queen, famously so. Uh, But uh, there is that feeling. Uh, The Jags is obviously the one that always gets touted, but I'm telling you, it's those Chargers are the ones to watch because 
if two teams don't work in LA, they're going to need somewhere to go. Why not bring Ooh, it over to London? A, I did not think of that. That's a, they are kind of nomadic right now. Exactly. They, this feels like an easy solution. That makes too much sense. We love those baby blues. We love the, how much Greg loves the Chargers mm. as well. So I'm I'm all in on them being. Like that's the problem lot. is they could be good this year, and that could be a problem. Like Philip Rivers has that special car with the TV in the back that he now takes from San Diego up to the. <laughs> like that would be a long <laughs> ride for Philip Rivers every day. I think it's too much. To I mean, ask. do you have space in this country for his? 14 children <laughs> <laughs> there would be some elements of our society who wouldn't be happy with the idea of an immigrant bringing 14 children in but I like to think with the diversity oh, we have in that too. oh yeah absolutely okay. yeah for as much as I heard you talking about diversity on the show uh, yeah there are plenty of people who aren't big fan of that you know we made a stupid vote with Brexit just like you, know, you guys did we we came over to Houston just after that happened political hot take and we were well <laughs> we came over to Houston for the Super Bowl that was just after obviously your election and we were on the plane over just like just heads down be British about it don't talk to anyone about it just pretend like it hasn't <laughs> happened just just, just don't and everyone wants to talk to you about it everyone wants to get that kind of outsider's take on it what do you guys think of Trump what do you guys and think of it now we'll shift all? to Greg explaining Brexit to all of us go Greg <laughs> <laughs> big, big mistake it's for rich people I, I mean it's pretty much nailed it in two sentences there you there. Go. You got it. I'm a huge fan of it uh, we should probably talk about football as well while you guys are here game tonight Falcons Eagles are you guys ready for a at 1.25 a.m. kickoff. No, not even close. I'm not even ready for the start of the season, much less the time change. I, I just... The, this is where you're going to truly... You know that those guys, those 100-plus, and it was mostly guys, I'm aware, who turned up for your show the other night, they will all be still awake at 4.30 a.m., even if this game is a blowout, watching this at Thursday nights, Sunday nights, Monday nights, for 18 weeks of the year. It's, it's a, You have to be dedicated to be a fan of that sport in this country. I... I I'm going, Eric and I, and, and perhaps some of the other boys, we're going to seek out a bar, see if we can watch the beginning of the game. I'm going to try to stay up. I'll probably pass out if once I get back to the hotel room. But it does give an insight into how you have to work for it here uh, to be a, a real NFL fan because of the challenges with the time. Um, but, you know, I think I would, I've talked to a lot of people about that, too, and at our meetup after the podcast how many people kind of set up their days around watching it in the morning. Some watch the the shortened Game Pass version on their way to work and then they dig in deeper when they get home. It's kind of fascinating uh, how the football is just a different... It's consumed differently here because of that. You'll, um, the, the one place that will be showing it at 1.25 in the morning is the Hippodrome in Leicester Square. But we are going to be watching it here as well. If anyone needs somewhere to come and watch it where the beer will be free, Ollie, basically uh, our producer and, and co-presenter on the Sunday Night Football, is going to be doing updates into my show tonight. So we'll be watching it on the big sofas here. I mean, we need to reunite. More than welcome to come and join Wait, us. So you're, yeah, we've you're, got to get Ollie and Erica back together. I, I feel like there's two ships passing in the night. Uh, uh, honestly, I'm, he will be devastated. Uh, just absolutely crestfallen. Look at her face. That's a bad job, Erica. So the Talk Sport Shadowy League figures lets you drink beer at work while you're watching the games? I mean, at one twenty-five in the morning, there aren't a lot of Shadowy League figures around mm-hmm. at that point, so... Interesting. You've maybe pulled back the curtain on something we didn't want to reveal, yeah, Craig. Maybe, but maybe <laughs> cut that. You brought it up, buddy. <laughs> maybe your <laughs> yeah. figures aren't that shadowy. I mean, uh, yeah, there is that problem as well, but no, I, uh, I... Who said I'd be drinking? You guys can all be drinking and enjoying yourselves and getting involved, but... We plan to. I will be... Perfectly well behaved, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) So more coming up from the hero shortly. But how would you like a free case? 
of craft beer. Well, as a listener to our show, we'd like to thank you for listening with the help of our friends at beer52.com. Just go to beer52.com forward slash gridiron to claim a free case. That's beer52.com forward slash gridiron to claim that free beer case. Uh, it's Beer 52 is one of the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club. Searching out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries. I always struggle with that word. And bringing them back for their members. There's a whole world of craft beer out there. And this is your chance to get on board with discovering it. Now, every month focuses on a new country or theme. And look, this is not me blowing smoke. I genuinely was a, a subscriber to Beer 52 for about six or seven months. Uh, but I uh, then tried to lose weight for a bit, so stopped subscribing. Basically, and then, you drank too much of yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of what happened. But it is, <laughs> honestly... thing to do, though. Honestly... It's really, really worthwhile because the quality of the beer is fantastic and it's genuinely good value as well. You'll be able to read all about all the beers and learn more about how they're made in the 100-page Ferment magazine included in the box. And as a listener to Gridiron, our show, you can try your first case for free. Yes, for free. For free. (laughs) Just pay £2.95 postage and that's eight incredible craft beers, Ferment magazine and a snack. Well, I'm all in. Because, because definitely now because of the snacks. The snacks were really good as yeah. well. Delivered next day shipping. It's a no-brainer. There's no minimum commitment. You can just take the free case, try the beers, and see what you think. If it's not for you, you can pause or cancel any time. Beer 52 has a five-star rating on Trustpilot, so it's easy to see that they're, why their members love their service. So just visit beer52.com forward slash gridiron and claim your free case today. That's beer52.com forward slash gridiron beer. Uh, that's beer, then the number's 52.com forward slash gridiron to claim your free case today there's a few games this weekend the games that we're doing that i wanted to kind of get you guys uh, takes on uh we're doing uh, jags giants will be here on talk sport 2 on sunday night 5 p.m for all the build-up with matt coombs uh, and mike carlson and there's a lot of people kind of hot taking that the jags aren't going to repeat what they did last season obviously you know, it's london's team we've got a bit of a soft spot for them so come on convince us the jags are going to be a good team this year they have the best 52-man roster in the NFL. It's just that 53rd at quarterback that's the problem. But, yeah, they, they're they as loaded as any team in the league. I mean, I also think what happens is, because the offseason stretches on and on and we're forced to keep talking, that everyone is on board with the Jaguars. But by the time you get to two or three months later, everyone's turned on them because why not? There's nothing happening. So we must at some point create a new narrative that counteracts the previous narrative we came I- up with. Well, in counter to that, I, I've always had an issue with the way the roster is set up with, with Bortles. And most importantly, that they didn't make an aggressive play to, to acquire a safety net. Uh, like Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that jumped out to me that would have been perfect. They, they could have maybe made another move, an aggressive move, uh, you know, whether it was an Alex Smith or something out, someone else out there. But instead, they're rolling the dice. And, and these Super Bowl windows, and I think they are in one right now, they don't stay open long, and you never know when it's going to shut. So to now give another year to Bortles and roll the dice with him, I, I'm i surprised. It could go right. Hey, listen, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl last year, so anything is possible, one, but I don't know about it. The one thing that about the Teddy Bridgewater, I wonder if the Saints, I don't know if they're, they're, they're this dynamic in their front office, but they got him at the cost they did, which was not a first or second round pick. Maybe they could package Teddy Bridgewater down the road if they need to to a team that has a total disaster situation at quarterback and get more than they gave. The, the Jags have safety in numbers, though. The, 
just like the Eagles last year, I mean, they have two waves on the defensive line where they're built to survive injuries. Like, their linebackers are secondary. Their offensive line, I think, is better than it's been throughout the whole Bortles era. So I think Wes really hit it with the 52-man roster, and I think he, he compared them to the, the Bears in the yeah, Rex, the Rex Grossman, Grossman era. era. Yeah. And, I, and I agree that they might miss their window because for some reason they're not aggressive enough and they're they're afraid that they're going to damage Bortles' psyche. The, the one thing, it's that, that fragile psyche theory is the one thing I do buy into because you just have to watch the Patriots game, the AFC Championship game, to see the way the play calling changed in the second half when they had a lead. They became so conservative. They, you know, the play action had been working so well and, okay, you need to and run the ball fine. to set that up still. But he they just playing they, well. Yeah, yeah, he was playing really... I thought he was playing really well. I've been the one person who's kind of said, Bortle, I think they could go all the way with balls and the centre all the way through that stretch and yeah there were a lot of uh, I they, got a lot of <laughs> blowback on Twitter that night after they uh, after they dropped that lead but I don't think it was his fault well I think his performance against the Steelers made everyone forget just how putrid he was against the Bills and that the Jaguars <laughs> were extremely lucky to get past a bad Bills team that slipped into the playoffs he's fine 11 weeks a year and that's the weeks that everyone's like see we can win a Super Bowl but about 4 or 5 weeks a year he doesn't give your team a chance to win more than that they take on the Giants. Can they win with Eli Manning? Yeah, it depends who you ask in this room. I think so. I think <laughs> Eli's really set up well, and I, I just think he has a year left in him where he can take this team and have a top-five offense, potentially. Uh, but if you ask other people in the room, they will say that Eli I, Manning shouldn't even be in this country. No, in America, I, honestly, he should be I, deported. I don't feel that way. I, like, I'm down on Eli Manning, and yet I can see them winning nine or ten games and him being a serviceable mid-level quarterback because the talent around him is really good. They added a great defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm a little worried about their defensive roster, but I think the players are good enough that if he's an Andy Dalton-type caretaker, he can pull that off and they can win games. I mean, that issue, the issue with the Giants was the line. They added mm-hmm. a left tackle in Nate Solder, and they could not run the ball for years. Now that's If you're an older quarterback, the way Eli Manning is with, with arm issues, the running game with Saquon, Saquon Barkley changes the Giants. You have Eldo, Eldo Beckham back. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on last year where he was surrounded by a problematic offense. I mean, if there's one year before he exits the NFL, maybe we get a better version this time. I wouldn't see it. Eli Manning keeps doing what people say he can't do. The thing but. is, I, I can remember going to see, I was remember going to Chicago for Thursday night football. It's probably 2012 or 2013, and he threw two picks in the opening two drive, and I didn't see one time that night that he was able to throw the ball over 10, 15 yards, and that was four or five years ago now. He's had that one good season in the middle of that, that stretch that felt very much like it was a, a schemed season, very much like he was uh, that it wasn't about his talent. I mean, he's clearly got the mind for it, but about his arm talent or anything like that. I just... I. I I feel like he will throw games away. That's my concern, even with that talent. He well, will. It's almost like Tom Coughlin's current team and former team both might be doomed for ignoring the quarterback position. Yeah, makes well, sense. Well, yeah, the, I've been trying to be really good about about the idea that we can just write off older players and we know when the end is coming because we don't really. And there's, there is a chance. Like, the Giants, to me, feel like an unopened Christmas present. You just don't know what's going to be in that box the next morning because so much of it's new. The running back, the offensive line. The offensive line could be terrible again. We just don't know. The defense, new coordinator, we don't... So much personnel change there. I just don't think we know what the Giants are at all. Our other game on Sunday is Sunday Night Football on Talk Sport with myself and Ollie Bears at Packers. When we saw that was going to be our first Sunday night game, you're already excited for it. You're already hyped. The proper return of, of Aaron Rodgers. There was so much to sell that game on. And then everything that happened last week with Khalil Mack happens and, you know, the people in our creative teams are rubbing their hands together. The adverts suddenly change very quickly and uh, we 
you know, we're blown away by the uh, the quality of the game we're now going to suddenly have week one. Yeah, I thought the Bears for stretches last year looked like one of the top five defenses in the league without Khalil Mack and without Roquan Smith, who people probably aren't paying as much attention to now because Mack's there and Smith missed the preseason. Um, but that, that defense is exciting, and I think the big question is how, how well will Trubisky play? Yeah. It's amazing in a game with Aaron Rodgers returning that like the thing I'm most excited to watch is the Bears offense just because it's like it's a total mystery. Like I'm I'm excited to see what Rodgers does against that defense, but I I've seen that before. Like I think of Andy Reid and what he's done in some week 1 games and I'm just wondering we haven't seen anything from uh Allen Robinson, not much from Taylor Gabriel, the two backfield um you know, running backs, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Like, I'm just going to want to see what he uncorks, and you could see it being a pretty entertaining game. You can tell someone who covers the sport when that's what they're excited about watching from this <laughs> game. He's, I always think divisional games week one feels like it is throwing it away a little bit. By the, this I like point, I, I, you know... Give us Titans-Browns on TV and we'd probably lap it up. That's a good point. There's no need for it to necessarily be Packers-Bears. I'm excited <laughs> that it is for our first game of the year, but yeah, I, why throw that away That's week one before those teams have developed? How do you feel about that shot at the uh, Browns, Mark? I mean, I feel like historically it's probably deserved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why a lot of bands... No offense meant yeah. at all, but it's 131. I, 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 no, you know. starting it's beyond... Your team is... I'm beyond <laughs> taking personal offense at this point, for the most part. To, to your point, it's like when a band that comes out that has a lot of hits, you know, play one of your new songs that people would ordinarily mm. go to get a beer or go to the use the toilets for. Uh, never, don't play one of your greatest hits. They're going to love the first song and be pumped up no matter what. That's that's the way to do it. I, I don't know. I like this idea. I never thought about that. You're kind of burning a division game when people are just uh, thirsty and starved for any football. And it's already the biggest sport in the States. It's already going to draw the most attention. It's already going to... It's almost greedy at this point. It's yeah. almost get to the point where it just... It's all right, Just guys. give us we'll all bad football it. in week one, Rog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I, I do want to ask about Steelers-Browns. Do buy into all this stuff, nonsense with the offensive line going after Le'Veon Bell, him not being with the team. Is this that little window the Browns need to get a big divisional win to start the season? Yeah, I think it's... I think the Browns, after being on hard knocks and all the changes they made... It, it, the narrative typically is as soon as it turns September, all of this off-season hot air turns into absolute nightmarish disaster. And by October, you've completely given up on the whole thing if you're a Browns fan, at least in terms of being logical. After all that's happened, if they come out and lay a total egg against a Pittsburgh team without Le'Veon Bell, I mean, what are you telling anyone about who you are? They've got it. They lost last year's opener in a, in a, in a pretty close game. It, you didn't see an 0-16 team in that game, but they've got to be completely different this time around. It's like, I, for me as a Browns fan, it's like I look for the I, I look to jump ship, you know, psychologically. The minute I, I can tell that they're going to turn out a three and four win campaign, I want to just see something different for the first time in a decade plus. It is. It's such a big game for the Browns. You wouldn't week one, you know, whatever. You wouldn't say. It's not. I'm not saying the season is on the line, but. All of this positivity around the organization. <laughs> you can say it. Say it. All, the season's on the line, Dan. Say it. Come on, Dan. That they got the hard knocks and everyone's saying, and, and if you go to the desert people, a lot of people are saying they're going to make the playoffs and all that. If you come out and, like Mark said, you lay an egg and you look like the same old Browns, it's just going to be let the air out of the tire. And, and, it's, and you want them to really show up and play well. I like it. How about this? Yeah, you didn't ask for one, but I got, I got it for you. 2017 Browns, week one. Victory! Come on, Sessler! You've cursed them. Get in! That Get excited! They, listen, their schedule, they have the Saints the next week. I think it's a Jackson type game where if he loses, 
to the Steelers, and then they they fall to zero and two. You start to get to one and three, <laughs> one and four, one and five. Then the wheels come off. I mean, he's he is playing to save his job. Wait, you said zero and two, and then one and three. So then you're penciling in a win over the Jets in week three. Of course, that was my actually that was my coded <laughs> message, Dan. I've seen thirty one Hugh Jackson type games. I don't think I need to see. Ooh, we we know where West stands on this this entire debate here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so saying Browns win in week one, the Jags are going to be amazing with Bortles, uh, Eli Manning's going to fall apart. We've got all the perfect hot takes that we needed for the show. It's all figured out. Can you tell Beautiful. how sick we are of each other? <laughs> <laughs> About 8,000 hours in For all this time, that is uh, my phone going off. Uh, <laughs> ever the professional. Uh, look, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Are you doing Sky this Sunday? We are. Are you so, there for the whole the way through the games, do you know? Or? We are, so we'd recommend... You don't even need to listen to Talk Sport. You just watch us on Sky. <laughs> <What>? Hijackable. <laughs> wow. And amazingly, you're going to be on both because you're going to record half an hour with Nat in a minute, okay. which is going to go on Talk Sport in the build-up to our game. So you, you can do you're both. You'll be taking over thing. all of the both. NFL you can media the radio on, the TV on. It's and great. I know you have a relationship with Neil Reynolds. If you could just have him contact my agent, that will decide if I'm on the show on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think Neil runs those things. Oh, really? I, mean, I don't know. I know when you turn up, you get the impression that Neil Reynolds runs the entire of the That's NFL in the UK. Assume, we right? kind of yeah. figure like he's, a, he's the UK equivalent of Roger Goodell, right? That's oh, how yeah. it was explained to Dan's me. agent is his mom, by the way. Yeah. She, she's, you can find her on Facebook. Deb is unbelievable. She's a real bull shark. Uh, guys, I really appreciate you coming in. Give and take time. And I really look forward to catching up through the season, and hopefully you'll be back out here next year and uh, maybe for a game and we can uh, do this properly in the stadium and stuff so cheers guys really appreciate it thanks for having us the heroes that was really good fun I enjoyed doing that and uh, I wish you were there as well you really don't know anything about cricket (laughs) that's amazing how do you not know about cricket I was trying to tell Todd one of their other producers all about cricket he's Todd isn't it I called him Rod earlier in the show I meant Todd and I called him Rod and I don't I knew immediately as I said it I went it's not that it's because I watched Taskmaster while I was at home and saw Rod Gilbert and it got all confused in my head Rod Gilbert I love he's Rod definitely Gilbert. when you look at him he's definitely a Todd yeah, yeah but I was trying to explain about the maybe rules. I was thinking about the Simpsons it was a nightmare Todd I was explaining to them... Um, well, that's Todd and Rod, isn't it? Yeah, Rod and yeah, Todd. Yeah. I was explaining to them the the fielding positions. I was like, so in baseball, you've got, you know, uh, infielder, outfielder, your bases, your shortstop and stuff like that. And I was like, in cricket, there are... And I counted them, 34 fielding positions. 34! 34. 34 orthodox. Yeah. and I, I, Ones I, that aren't hybrids or... Yeah. And I, I kind of explained through a few of them, and I was like, there's some really like nice, uh, normal ones, and then there's the silly ones, and I went through Silly Mid Off and Cow Corner and stuff like that. They loved it. Oh, that's great. They loved it. Uh, right, we're going to have another show coming up probably tomorrow. Once me and Ollie can figure out when we can record it when we're both not asleep, that's going to preview all of Sunday's games, because the NFL's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. It truly is back. I mean, it was back with a bit of a whimper today. <laughs> It won't be this weekend. But it won't be. This weekend is going to be banging. Oh, Red Zone. I've got a little tear in my eye about Red Zone coming back. I'm genuinely so excited. Sweet Scott. (laughs) So, at Gridiron on Twitter. Do follow us on there as we'll be keeping you updated. Sorry. Uh, You just shout Oxobox at me. (laughs) That's so distracting. I just love Oxobox. It's at UK Gridiron on Instagram. Uh, Get involved there as well. And uh, don't forget, there's the College Podcast as well, now featuring Matt Sherry and Simon Clancy. What was the word they kept saying on the show? Essentially. Essentially, it's a great show. It's Uh, essentially 
it's essential uh, so thank you so much for listening as always thank you so much to the guys from the Around the NFL yeah, podcast thanks, for coming in as well this has been the Gridiron Show well what about final thoughts oh, have you got any final thoughts what about if ever we were to go our separate ways from no we're not going to go our Whoa. separate ways from Gridiron but if you're thinking no don't if you're thinking about it but I've just thought of a really good good name for a podcast. Stag to the heart, my, my I'm brother. not going any. I'm not going separate ways. What about a name for a podcast called Octobox? What do we do on Octobox? It's like live Red Zone in podcast form. In podcast form, no, it doesn't really work. Does it, it doesn't work at all. But I like the name. Good name though. Great yeah. name. Well done, buddy. All right. This has been the Gridiron Show. Bye. You won't get that minute back. Cool. <laughs>